0: This is your host, Natalie Allport, former national team athlete and entrepreneur, and welcome to the All In Podcast, where I share stories, interviews, and advice with the goal of helping you go all in. Hey. How are you? Good. Yourself?
1: Good, good.
0: Thank you so much for taking the time to come on here. I'm so excited to uh, dig into your guys' story even further.
1: Yeah, no, thanks for having us. We appreciate it.
0: No problem. just adjusting the thing here. There yeah. You go course phone stands they're always wreaking havoc there we, there we go much better awesome so I'm excited to chat and dive in you guys have done 75 is it 75 now Ironmans together
1: I wish I wish we were that powerful we've done four iron we've done we've done close to 100 races together but we've done four Ironmans together oh gotcha
0: okay perfect so 70 over almost 100 races but four Ironmans yep Yeah awesome so i, I want to start with your journey and dive into your experience with sports growing up how was your experience with sports getting into iron man as well as your experience with your brother
1: you know it's interesting um i mean you know i was probably just like a lot of kids i wasn't you know i wasn't the best athlete of the bunch or i, I certainly wasn't the first pick but we loved sports growing up so Um, baseball, basketball, football, um, swimming, um, never, you know, excelled at any, um, which turns out if you can be, you know, pretty decent at a bunch of stuff, you can be pretty good at Ironman events. So, um, you know, Kyle always, you know, followed along. He's a tremendous, huge sports fan. Um, we're in Atlanta, Georgia, he loves all things, uh, Atlanta sports. And so he was always, you know, big cheerleader on the sidelines, but that was kind of the setup is that he was on the side and we were, he, he uh, and his twin brother, the two of us were always out playing, um, you know, college, my college experience, uh, was much more about, uh, how many wings we could get down or how many drinking a lot less about sports. So it was really after that we got into, Uh, that I got into endurance sports. And at first it was just kind of a path to personal fitness. It was just trying to lead a better, cleaner life. And um, it turns out if you can go for a really long time, um, like I said, you can, you can be pretty good at this. So, you know, that hooked me into it and just the sport of triathlon. I loved just doing different sports and not being confined to just running, biking, one of those. And, um, you know, Kyle started following along what I was doing as I built up over, over really over a three-year period building up to an Ironman. Um, and that turned into um, 2010, my first Ironman experience, which is where Kyle jumped in and, and saw and wondered aloud to me and to others how if, if it was possible for people in wheelchairs to do an Ironman.
0: That's awesome, that's very cool. Is, are there other athletes that have followed suit and, and done it together?
1: Yeah, there is. And so there's a famous father son, Rick and Dick Hoyt, who did this really in the 80s. And then throughout the 90s. Um, The father Dick is uh, almost 80, I believe, and his son Rick is in the 50s. Um, So they were really the the trailblazers or the trendsetters, whatever, you know, they're the godfathers of this. They were the first ones to do almost everything. And now when you go around the country, Um, There's people like Kyle and I racing brothers, fathers pushing sons, mothers pushing daughters all over the country. And then we've actually got a nonprofit organization in Atlanta that supports other people with disabilities. So actually right before everything hit with the pandemic where we were all shut down, we had our largest event. We had 64 wheelchairs. Um, oh. in a half marathon so there's lots of people and, and you know the thing that we have found and that we believe with this endurance sports world is it's truly one of the most inclusive sporting experiences there is I mean the, the elite athletes are on the same race course as Kyle in a wheelchair and there's nothing different about what Kyle's experiencing than what the pros are experiencing maybe, maybe one's a little faster than the other um, although Kyle will talk trash to any pro <laughs> track so uh, I love that. Yeah. He he uh he one of his favorite one of his favorite things and we get you'll have to ask him is a lot of times we'll show up to a race course and he'll look for the kind of fastest, toughest looking uh athlete on the line and says to him, Excuse me, what's the uh what's the course record and where's the start? So he uh <laughs> they kind of look over and they're not sure what to think. So um but it, but it's, but like I said, it's just this thing. It's this inclusive experience, and we love that. It's it challenges Kyle. I mean, it pushes his body in ways that um, you know he never dreamed possible. And you and you realize what an athlete he is by what he puts his body and mind through. Um, and triathlon, what makes it so special, and or what allows it to be so inclusive, is it's it's a mental sport, and so those that are willing to suffer that are willing to push their bodies through something mentally um, are the ones that can find success. And, and I think that's Kyle's life um, lends itself to that. And all I've got to do is figure out how to push push him for a little while.
0: (laughs) I, yeah, I think you're, you're playing your role down because watching the videos, I'm like, that is added to, you know, someone can run a marathon, but you know, running where you might be pushing somebody and all these things, that's that it seems incredible to me. Is there a different experience to the sport? Do you find being that it's so individual, but you guys almost have like a team?
1: Yeah, I I think we actually that's one of the areas where we have a leg up. You know what what I mean? As you know from your from your with your athletic background, you know the mental stuff is always what's the most challenging. We can teach our bodies how to lift more weight how to run faster how to run further but it's it's when you get into those stressful situations races you know how do you turn it on or how do you keep it on I mean you can and that certainly translate over to over to life and you know how do you do that in life when you face challenges and that's where Kyle and I get a leg up because instead of trying to figure it out on our own I look down at my brother and he looks back at me and we start a conversation And sometimes it's a really tough conversation that only brothers can have that he's screaming at me and yelling at me. And (laughs) and other times it's it's two competitors trying to figure it out and sharing and being vulnerable with each other. Um, How many people are learning how to be vulnerable right now? And Kyle and I have been doing that our entire lives together, um, but especially on a race course. You know, we we share deep, dark fears with each other and we talk about trying to figure it out. Um, Hey, Manny uh, see some of our buddies there. Um, but you know, that's the, that's the, the beauty of it is, and, and you never get it right. And you say, so you keep coming back to try and figure out how to do it again.
0: That's very cool. I actually had a question written down and I'm probably going to ask both of you the same question, but what are some of those conversations that you guys have within each other? Um, like in the race,
1: are we allowed to cuss on here? Cause that's <laughs> uh, <so Yeah. laughs> he, he, Kyle has, Kyle has barked some unmentionable things at me. <laughs> It, it really just depends and um, it depends on the race. It depends on the situations. One of our favorite stories is we were doing a half Ironman in Florida and it was so hot and we started the run at the hot, I mean, it was like one o'clock when we started the run and it could not have been any hotter. And neither of us was in a mental space where there was, Kyle couldn't have said a motivational thing to me and I couldn't have told him. And so all we did was count to each other. And so, Kyle, when we were running up the hill, we, we it was a looped course, and we had to run the same hill three times. And every time you came to it, you knew that it was just going to be pain and torture. You know, push, for me, pushing a human being, a 110-pound human being, up and over this hill. And for Kyle, you know, pushing, the, the fighting his disability up and down this hill every time. And so, we'd get to the hill, and Kyle would start one, two, and it would get louder. And he'd get to five, and he'd start over. And, you know, he kept getting to five more and more. So, sometimes it's the simplest act of just – give me something really simple to focus on anything but this pain this negative voice in my head and other times it's it's a very deep powerful you know human being my brother this athlete who you know who'll start coaching me and saying to me i need just a little bit more here can you can you go a little bit harder i know you're tired can you do just a little bit more brent picture me pushing picture me carrying you and it's these conversations and you start to feel that energy coming from him so it shifts every race. We, you know, I mean, I remember we, we loved the counting thing so much. It was actually one of the best races we've ever had together. And the next race, I tell Kyle to start counting. And almost immediately, I wanted him to stop. It wasn't working. <laughs> so, you know, we know. I mean, it it, it again, It's it, it happens everywhere in all walks of life. You're trying to figure out how to kind of get through those challenging moments. And that's where he usually shines. And he, he, some, he somehow always knows what the right thing to say or, or even yell at me. I mean, like, I would mean, jokingly. Um, Kyle has had to say things to me to get me moving and um, it's not always pleasant but you know when you grow up when you live in your family you know how to push each other's buttons in in the good and the bad ways.
0: That is yeah I I know that feeling I have a younger brother and uh, one of my first major snowboarding competition wins he was actually skiing down the course beside me and so he could watch me go over the jumps and everything and I remember when I landed the the last jump and and I finished my run landed everything that I was supposed to. He was like cheering with me riding down beside me gave me a big hug. And I was mind blown because usually he would be pushing my buttons all the time, saying little things that were, you know, little chirps and different things. So I could only imagine that if we if we did any sort of endurance race together, the things that he he would be saying to me.
1: For sure, for sure. Uh,
0: but that is very cool. What You guys did the Kona, which is incredible. I've seen it on TV. What was that experience like?
1: Uh, it, was, well, it was a dream come true for both of us. I mean, I, I joke or I say that, you know, but ne- I say I wasn't the best athlete growing up, but neither of us were. Neither of us were going to go, you know, play in the majors or compete in the Olympics or, you know, world championships or anything like that. So just to be on that stage together. And like I said, you're, you're, you're getting into the Pacific Ocean. With some of the, with 2,500 of the fittest people on the planet, and some of the um, most incredible athletes, and you feel this this heightened awareness and this pressure that neither of us have ever experienced. And it, so it was this unbelievable, um, powerful moment together um, that we got to experience, I and mean, we competed in the World Championships together. So every bit of that day, even the really tough moments, and there was a lot of them, um, was just. an unbelievable life experience if you've seen the finished video you know people will ask how did you jump up and down after you had done 140.6 miles together and I said (laughs) how how could you not jump up and down we had pushed each other for 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 seven years trying to get to that race but really for for our entire lives like how are we going to do this one special thing together we've both we both wanted to play in the Super Bowl we both wanted to Played Augusta national for the mat, whatever it was, but this was our moment. And we felt that all day um, that it was just incredible energy.
0: That is awesome. I'd love to go back into your childhood. Were there other sports that uh, you and Kyle did together or other sports that Kyle did before this whole Ironman journey?
1: Um, We did, you know, Kyle did wheelchair baseball, wheelchair soccer, wheelchair basketball. Um, the part that we always struggled with is you had to say wheelchair. It was never just Kyle playing baseball. And the other part was we never really got to play together. In the backyard, we would modify the rules, and we figured out how we could play football together. We used to make him be the umpire in baseball, so that wasn't really always a lot of fun for him to sit behind home plate and call balls and strikes. That was
0: one of my first jobs. I was an umpire in baseball. You were an umpire? (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: Well, you didn't grow up to be an umpire, so I don't know if a (laughs) lot of people necessarily take that track. But, like, we – you know, so we just would try and figure it out. And, I, you know, I think I'm, I, I consider ourselves lucky that we waited to figure out the endurance sports stuff um, till later in life. Because if we had picked it up in our, in our teenage years or early as we were trying to discover these sports for Kyle, I don't know that we would have stayed with it. You know, but finding it in our 20s, it's turned into this passion and it's turned into a, a career for us.
0: Right. And they do say that with endurance sports especially you do peak later. Um just like with the endurance aspect which is kind of a cool concept because you definitely see with triathlons and ironmans the older athletes whether they be in their late 20s or their 30s which you might not see in other sports.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean they they've they've built up the mental calluses, you know, they've they've learned through experience but also being able to have that long rich aerobic history, you know, right. and Kyle, got it too. I mean Kyle's been on a bike now for the since 2011, he's been riding bikes. And so being able to compete in the Ironman World Championships is a reflection to me, the way I view him as an athlete of the time that he's invested in getting himself ready, the mental stuff he had figured out, and that shines in racing, but the physical stuff he had to learn too.
0: Right. And how has both of your mindsets progressed throughout this whole endurance journey? It
1: depends on the day. (laughs) I mean, everything's, it, it ebbs and it flows. I mean, there's days that you know we all struggle with things in in life and the same is true in sport and so there's moments that we're on the race course and 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 I'm really struggling with things and something as simple as counting to 5 will pull me out of it sometimes Kyle saying this this lap is for your son or this lap is for your daughter you know saying things to kind of wake my mind up or saying you know picture me pushing you um sometimes that's what you need to kind of get yourself flowing in a positive direction so Um, it ebbs and flows. I think, you know, Kyle is one of the toughest athletes I know mentally and what he can push himself and me through, you know, we've, we've, we've got countless stories of being on the side of the road, trying to figure out if we want to keep going. And Kyle's always the one that the one quick famous story I'll tell you is we were doing the New York marathon and our wheelchair, Kyle's wheelchair had broken and we were carrying his mangled wheelchair. We had strangers helping us carry this mangled wheelchair and at one point, I just looked at Colin and said, I, I can't keep going. This is absurd what we're doing. And he looked at me and he said, you can stop, but I'm going to finish. And in that moment, I could see in his eyes, that was all I needed to hear was you need to keep going because I am and I'm not nothing will stop me today. So I think that's probably, you know, to answer the question, I think that's what it's developed for us is it's, we're gonna, we're gonna go until we cannot physically do it any longer, or any further. Um, and that's, you know from the way kyle's built it and the way we've trained together
0: that's awesome for for younger athletes who might tune in to this um whether they're tuning in now or to the podcast later on what would be some mental strength tips that you could give them to to work on and build up to
1: yeah <clears throat> you know train it you know so put yourself in those situations um it, it, you know understand that the mind needs to be trained just as much as the body. So just always doing things in the most simple, easy way, you know, being in a pool inside or really comfortable on your bike on a trainer, you know, you need to stress yourself. You need to stress your mind a little bit to learn how you respond to that. Um, and usually, you know, your coach or people that are involved with you will understand because they've been there before. Like you said, sometimes older triathletes are some of the better ones on the course. So I, I think training your mind and, and, you, and you get stressful situations, you know, pay attention, be in tune with how your, how your mind is responding to those stressful situations, even life situations. You know, for maybe for a kid, the hardest thing they have to face is, you know, figuring out a math problem. But if you pay attention to how you respond to that, you can learn from that. And so when you get out on the race course and a stressful situation will happen, especially when you're doing something that can take 12, 14 hours to finish, um, then you're going to know what those cues are. And so it may not be just counting every time, but you know that if you don't start doing something out loud with your brother, that you're not going to be able to get through it. Kyle and I have learned that through training and, and racing. And so don't be afraid to challenge yourself. Don't be afraid to fail because you're going to learn from that and you're going to be a better athlete mentally and physically from those experiences.
0: Awesome. No, I love that. I think a lot of it comes down to experiences and you can't really just skip past the struggle or the failure. It's going through it that builds that mental toughness.
1: For sure. For
0: sure. So a few of these questions, I definitely am going to ask your brother because I know you guys are separated, but how are you personally staying motivated during this time?
1: Uh, It is hard. (laughs) it's it's hard you know and races are getting canceled left and right you know so um what what i there's two things number one a lot of endurance athletes are not great at resting so i felt a little extra time in my life and my schedule is okay right now the other thing is i i I actually treat every day like a race If, if i'm not moving forward then i'm not making progress so i don't have to go ride 100 miles Did oh. I lose you there?
0: Yeah, uh, I think we're back yeah. now. It's all good.
1: Sorry. I was. What I was saying is, you know, it it doesn't have to be a 100-mile bike ride, but I need to go out and I need to do something, and I need to challenge myself. So um there's sessions. I did a 60-minute run about a week ago, and for 43 minutes I could not get out of my head. I, was, I didn't want to run. I wanted to stop. So for 43 minutes I was fighting myself. But I just kept reminding myself, just take that next step. Take that next step. So I, really I think that's the way I'm motivating myself is just – just like counting to five is looking at it in small chunks. Today's Thursday and that's the only training session I need to get through today. Um, and I call Kyle, he checks in on me, make sure I'm I'm moving since we haven't been able to train together in a few months. So um, it's hard, it, but it's a, just like I said, training the mind, I'm able to use this hopefully when racing comes back to, to push myself in, in ways that I, I know I'm, is possible.
0: Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Are there any, key experiences i know we did talk about kona and a few memorable moments but any really like any moments that stand out that you think back to when things do get tough when you're training on your own (laughs) sorry no problem we
1: we got we got a we got somebody that came in so hey go to mommy please
2: um
1: you know the the there's a lot of different experience. I apologize for that. Um, no problem. The um, outside place, unbelievable. <laughs> the the uh, <laughs> that'll that'll go vi- that'll go viral now. Won't it? Um, <laughs> I kids kids are a good one. Kids are a good um, experience for for looking at those stuff. No, you know every all the life experiences the ones that i always remember that i think about are with with kyle and all the surgeries he had throughout his life and you know the the things that he i mean he, he was in a body cast when he was i think 10 years old or 11 years old for six weeks in the summer in georgia I oh, mean, it's my. Real heat, humidity and, and so i think of some of those things that he's been through and those experiences come out in his racing so every little experience we've had, you know, whether it was the New York City Marathon, um, Ironman Florida and Panama City, where we thought it was going to be beautiful weather, and it was 39 and windy, um, 39 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, so it all these little bumps and steps along the way um, have built us up to that, you know, to some of those larger events. So, you know, pay attention to those little experiences that happen, because you don't know what you're going to learn from them and what you're going to take from them. Um, I would have never told you that that New York City Marathon story is is famous uh, between me and Kyle for all the things that happened but I would have never told you when we were flying to New York that day that that's what um, that that's what was going to happen that it was going to become this incredible learning and growing experience for both of us.
0: Right Uh, that's, that's so that it really does shine the light that experience is such a good teacher especially for athletes when they're young they're coming up they want all these these secret hacks to kind of You know speed up their progress but at the end of the day you you can't skip the experience
1: no for sure and you're right and 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 so that that brings another good point is you have to love the process like you have to love training when there's no races so at the end of the day i do love the path to fitness that i've gained with kyle and myself and so you know i can look forward to those days because it's not outcome focused i'm not worried about a gold medal or finishing the world championships i'm worried about enjoying these experiences with kyle while we can have them. I'm I'm enjoying being able to run 20 miles while I'm still physically capable of doing it. And so enjoy the enjoy the process, because the outcome is just a reward for that whole journey.
0: Right? No, I I really like that. Um, Last week, I was chatting with um, a coach over in Hong Kong, and he had very similar sentiments. He's talked to people who they achieve their goals, they get that outcome that they've been sacrificing for. And then they're like, this doesn't feel so good. And it's because they didn't enjoy the process at all. So they didn't get to enjoy any part of it. And you, you think that you're going to be happier when you get this outcome. And it's just not, not what happens.
1: No, no. You got, you got <laughs> steps along the way.
0: Yeah. So I know you guys have a book. And I would love to know what, the exper- or what that experience was like. Because it's much different, I'm sure, than racing together is actually writing a book together. Deciding the stories that would get it, go into that.
1: Well, so it's funny, because, you know, we just talked about it. Writing the book was a really fun experience. We, you know, our family was all part of the book. Um, so it was fun, you know, having sharing old stories and, and trying to remember details and pull things. And we had somebody helping us do all that, um, which was great. But that was fun. It was like this whole other Iron Man journey together. The selling the book part was really, <laughs> Art. And I think we we did get a little ahead of ourselves. We were like, we're going to write the book and we're going to sell the book. We forgot that there's this process to selling. Um, it's you know doing interviews. It's going to places. It's talking to people. You know we're not. Um, you know, we're not best selling authors. So there's not this, you know, huge, already built in network. So we had to build that network that wanted to engage and share in the story that way. So writing the book is fun. And and I would urge young people who might even think of that, or even people today that are on any type of journey is, you know, blog, write, take notes. Um, and Kyle and I have done that we would we would just go pull up old report like race reports that we had written. And you'd start reading through that and you're like, Oh, I've totally forgot, you know, they're like, a bird that pooped on Kyle one time. You know? <laughs> but like those little details, and then that becomes fun telling that part of the story. Um, but the selling the the continuing to to push the book and um, do that was much harder than either of us anticipated.
0: Yeah, I, there's always those little things, especially when it comes to business. But yeah. you know, it, you can't really expect until you go in or, or you just overlook until you actually get to that point. And yeah, it's a whole other journey in itself. <laughs> for sure. So do you guys have any big plans uh, for the future whether with the foundation or once this whole quarantine is over?
1: We're going to run a real long way as soon as this quarantine <laughs> um you know we we go back and forth. I mean, we had spent we had spent such a long time getting, getting all investing so much energy in the Ironman World Championships. It was just thing for us um, and I, and I think we spent, you know, the better part of 2019 just enjoying um, what we had accomplished. Um, so, you know, we know that there's a big, there's a big goal looming out there for us. We just haven't figured out what it is, but it, it, you know, we want to do, we want to do a few more Ironman events. Um, we want to do a few more marathons. We might run across a few States, but, um, it's really still enjoying the process of being to I mean, like, like I said, it's the process. So the first thing we want to do is go on a bike ride or go for a run together and not have to worry about, Um, our safety and and the community around us. So um, there's big things ahead and and a lot more miles for us to cover.
0: Awesome. I love that. So I know we're going to have Kyle on here shortly. I have one last question that I ask everybody. Um, And that's if you could describe your legacy in one word, what would it be? Uh, Community. I like it. Very awesome. cool. Well, before I get Kyle on here, is there anything you wanna add in before we uh, switch it up?
1: No, he's been watching, so he's gonna poke holes in everything I told you and he's gonna laugh <laughs> about coming in here um, in his diaper, i uh, looking for more songs. So um, Natalie, I love the messages that you're sharing. Thanks, thanks so much for having us.
0: Thank you so much for, for coming on. So okay. I, I can see you, we're good. Very good. So yeah, I just chatted with your brother uh, yep. It was great to hear his side of the story, and now yeah. I'm very excited to hear your side of the story.
2: Like Alright, good. Yeah. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, of your, course. Your, your story is incredible and inspiring, and just watching the videos has been awesome. So I'm very excited to chat. And he said that you're going to poke some holes in his his uh, responses.
2: Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all. We always have that brotherly moment every now and then, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be on my best behavior.
0: <laughs> oh, don't worry. I have a younger brother, and he's always yeah, always bothering me and poking holes in anything I say. So. God, yeah. <laughs> so, what what is your favorite memory of your races with with your brother? What's what stands out as the the best experience?
2: Um, I. Uh, definitely Kona, um, for one 'cause we um we, we got into the sport that was uh, that was our number one goal, uh, was to do Kona. But I would say outside of Kona I would say our very first Ironman that we did in uh, Manchester, Wisconsin in uh two thousand thirteen and that that we did special 'cause um I I felt I felt like a a real athlete that day. Um, you know, you practice and you 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 get psyched up. But uh, I, I didn't know um how hard it was gonna be on my body. Um I sit in my wheelchair about fourteen to eighteen hours a day. Um wow. so I don't need a whole lot of physical activity on my body but uh, doing all these sports all these to do is for to really uh, stress my body in a way that I I would have never thought I would have done. Um, but I love it and I love doing it with Britt.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I I would love to dive a little bit into how the how it really stresses your body and some of the experiences that you have that's different than the experience that he has during the race.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think our 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 race our playing is totally different. Um, Cause he has to look at it from a physical aspect, and I have to look at it from a physical. I mean, from a mental aspect more. Um, you know, I, of course, I do look at it from a physical point as well. But money um, gets really gets and again. Um, and making sure that I'm steady positive energy to bring throughout the day and when we when there are moments of of doubt um because we all get them um how do, how do we focus our energy and focus on on the love and the brotherhood that we have and just really enjoy the moment.
0: He says sometimes you you cuss at him or say say some things that only brothers can say to each other.
2: I, uh, sure. I mean, we're we're all we're all athletes, right? And so, uh, you you want to motivate, and when you're out there in in competition, uh, you might say things that you don't typically normally say. <laughs> but um, I think that's all a part of the experience, and. Um, I know, I know. I was listening to your interview with him, and I, it, like, it, like Brett said, it's all part of the process, and I love it.
0: That's awesome. What are what are some of the things that you find yourself repeating to him often? Are there is there anything that you feel like he always seems to be needing?
2: I, I guess it really depends on the race. Um, kind of for every race, we have. Uh, 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 a mantra that we say so I know he mentioned um, Iron Man Florida, and that we get I think I can I think I can I think I can uh, cause that was our favorite What well, that was my favorite book growing up The Little Agey That Could um and but when we were at Kona it was all about focus it was all about you know loving each other loving um our family, and, you know, we got pretty deep out there on the bike course. Um, in the middle of the race, he was like, well, why, why do you love me? And I'm like, dude, that's a pretty loaded question uh, <laughs> to ask uh, in the middle of the race. But those are the conversations that we have. And those, when, when we're in a tough spot, I said those are the conversations that help us uh, get to the get to the finish line. Um, because it it's hard for all of us. Um and I think that when you have somebody that you care about and you love about, um you focus on, on the love for for one another.
0: That is very cool. I think it's so unique how you guys can rely on each other in the race while other athletes are kind of completely isolated.
2: Yeah, it's uh it's uh, definitely uh, I help to, to have him out there and um and vice versa.
0: Yeah, that is very cool. Um he's told me that sometimes you uh talk trash to the or you psych out the competitors at the starting line. It do you do that in the race as well?
2: Uh I don't know about all of that. Now <laughs> I, I, I'm 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 normally um I normally just get a game paid on, and i I just focus on my race and um I always wish the other competitors well, um especially in the island the higher distance races you know we hear a lot of your inspiration and all that, and I give it right back to them that they are an inspiration to me. Uh, because they they took, and they they they're out there competing just like I am, and um, and although that it might be a little bit different, we're all fighting for the same goal, and then it's to get to the finish line.
0: Right, Brent just commented. What's the course record?
2: <laughs> yeah, that that's it. I told that um, that's the inside joke. That whenever we do a race, I always ask somebody what the quarter record is. So, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I like that. Do you have any inspirational athletes that you've looked up to personally growing up or even now?
2: Um. Yeah. You know, um. I was talking to one of my care my care partners about that on uh, the other day, and uh, you know, I would say somebody like um. Somebody like Matt Ryan, I know he's still play. He plays for the Falcons, uh, but he really uh, walks the walk. And I just love how he prepares for um, game day and all that. But as far as somebody that really inspires me, um, and what has neon on brother because he's really his, um taking what we're doing to heart and not only has he made a difference in my life, but he made a difference for a lot of other people's lives as well. So um I'm I'm super proud of uh what we have accomplished together but just because just but just Brett himself and the commitment that he has given to this boy and the other people like myself.
0: That is awesome. And I I really want to dive into more about the foundation. I'm going to ask you a couple more questions uh, first before we get to the foundation, but I know that you both do so much for inspiring and helping other athletes get get into your sport and make it more inclusive for everybody. Thank you. That is really important, I think. Thank you. So what what was your? I know he said that you're a big fan of Atlanta sports, and, and like you mentioned, you just mentioned a player from the Falcons. What was your experience like growing up um, with sports, being a sports fan, and being involved in sports?
2: Uh, yeah, well, we got. I wouldn't. I would never miss a game. Um, I'm. i known to watch a hundred sixty-two baseball games. Oh wow! Uh, and I would. I would try to skip hours family dinner so I wouldn't <laughs> miss, uh, you know, any of the games, but, um, yeah, you know, I, I always wanted to be a part of the sports community, and basically my, our parents, uh, gave me the opportunity, um, uh, to participate in adaptive sports, uh, such as wheelchair, baseball, track and field, um, uh, wheelchair, hockey, um, uh, and I team have so just different activities um so I could still um have that competitive um competitive feeling like what my brothers have.
0: That is really cool. That is awesome. And does your other brother still participate in sports?
2: Yeah, so um our, our so Evan is my twin brother, um and he Um, in high school, he played a lot of sports, but now, um, he just does it more for recreational
0: Right. That's awesome. Very cool. And what have you been up to personally in quarantine? I know your brother has said he's been going on runs by himself, but, you know, I think he seems like he's struggling mentally without you.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I, I think, um, that we all have been impacted by, um, everything going on in one way or another. Um and and personally I have good days and and um, bad days. Um but we all have good days and bad days and um so for me what I do is I um we have a belt line um in my neighborhood so I just hop on the trail and ride around for three or four miles and just enjoy the outdoors, but I do miss racing uh, with Brent, and I miss seeing all of all uh, people in the foundation, so I look forward to, to having this all open up uh, when it's safe, and so we can get going again.
0: Yeah, I heard that you guys qualified for um the 2020, is it the Boston Marathon that you guys qualified for?
2: Yeah, uh-huh, we qualified for that.
0: Do you so, uh, so they are just looking forward to when I think did they move it forward to next year or what did they do?
2: Uh yeah, so they didn't they, they move it to next year. So we're working we're, we're working on um see if we have to qualify or are they gonna move our um our entry to next year so we're working uh, with them and and hopefully we'll be able to, uh, move the edge region next year.
0: Right. Yeah. I I have seen a lot of sports that, you know, some are moving everyone who qualified to the next year or some, they have to qualify again. So I hope that you guys can just move forward and get back to racing.
2: Yeah. That would be awesome. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah.
0: So yeah, let's, let's talk about the foundation. What's been the most rewarding part about the foundation?
2: Um that we have about a hundred and fifty more family members now um, that have come through the foundation. We have helped over seventy families um cross over four hundred finish lines. Um and so it's it just amazing to see all these all these kids, young adults, the even adults seeing their faces what they call it, the finish line, it just, it's amazing. And, you know, I would to somebody last night, you know, we have a mission and we have a vision for the foundation and we do rely on, on dollars, career your non-profit. But at the end of the day, for me personally, I just love to see the athletes come across the finish line and just smile. And, for them they can forget about all their all their challenges that they are facing and they can be the athlete and they can get the medal around their neck and and they can focus on just enjoying themselves and being a part of the running community.
0: That is awesome. No, that's really inspiring and I think what you guys are doing is very cool of helping other people because, you you know, it seems like your experience together has been incredible and then being able to share that with so many more people must be just, you know, even next level.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it has, it's uh, overwhelming in a good way, um, but it's just amazing the people um, that have come into our lives and, um, I I love giving give it back and so when we did our first race back in two thousand eleven, I kinda of had that aha moment where I wanted to get other people involved, um, that has similar stories to mine. Um, and so that's why uh we created the foundation. Um, to help improve the lives of disabled individuals through sports. So um, it's been amazing, and I can't believe that we're coming up on a big anniversary next year. Uh, so that's uh, that's exciting and nervous at the same time. Um, that we kept my baby afloat um, for this long—it's—it's it's awesome. That's
0: amazing. Has it been
2: uh, a decade? Uh, yeah, we're going up on ten years next summer. So. 2021, it will be a big year for us.
0: That's awesome. Any big plans that you can reveal to us?
2: You know, we we started talking about that, so um, uh, you'll have to stay tuned um, for all that. That's a great teaser, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, you'll have to stay tuned. But one thing about me, um, I I go all in with whatever I do, so it will be It'll be big for sure.
0: That is awesome. I I love that. And what are some of your personal passions outside of of racing? Are there other sports that that you'd like to try or that you like to do?
2: Um. Yeah. I I you know I would love to uh, be the first NFL football player you know wheelchair, but I don't know if it'll work out. I guess, you know I get you Natalie. Know, I I. I enjoy life. I enjoy uh meeting new people and showing them what is possible. Um so whether if that's on the football field or whether that is um continuing racing, I just want people to know that, you know, despite um our challenges, you know, we're gonna find a way to get to the to the finish line and whether we have to crawl or wheel or, you know, grin and smile, you know, we're, we're going to find a way. And even though it may look a little bit different, we all want the same experience and we all um, want to focus on our getting to that finish line.
0: That's awesome. Do you have a message for young kids who might feel not included in sports. Do you have a message for them, um, of how they can get you know, get into the sports?
2: Yeah, just uh just focus on what you can do instead of what you can't do. And uh, you know, when the when the when it when it gets hard and when you face adversity, just just prove it wrong because the only person that is stopping you is you. And once you remove yourself from the situation in the sky, is the limit. So really focus on on taking the little steps first instead of looking at the big challenge. Focus on what you can do by just by taking step by
0: step. That's amazing. And I just saw Brent uh, comment here anything is possible. And that's. Yes. Yes, I I think you guys are a really great example of that. And I think a lot of people, like you said, they, they get in their own way and they think that they can't do something and um, just focusing on what you can is such a simple shift, but it's so important.
2: Absolutely.
0: That's incredible. And I, I love chatting mindset and I've loved learning about your mindset as well as your brother's mindset when I chatted with him earlier. Um, and I know at the start of this conversation, we talked about the things that you say to your brother in, in a race. Do you have any tips for athletes who might be doing doing this on their own? For example, like another Ironman athlete, but they're they're there, they don't have you in, in their ear talking to them. Do you have any tips for them on how they can improve their mindset?
2: Yeah, just, just keep your head up and and know that there are going to be times where you don't want to do it. And when you wanna, when you wanna stop, um, and you have to recognize that. But then, you really have to have the mindset that that you can, and you you have come so far that you know keep keep pushing because the challenges make you stronger, and the bumps in the road make you better. So just focus on on what you can do and focus on, um, you know, taking one step or one wheel at a time, and and you'll get there.
0: Awesome. I love that. And I chatted with your brother as well as about your your book, and he said it was a really fun process to write. How was your experience with with that?
2: (laughs) Uh, I loved it. It was was another Iron Man in itself, um, because... we had to go in the memory bank a little bit and pull out um, some stories, but it was it was good to to go down memory lane. Uh, but it was it was another Iron Man. It was another process, but we were committed to to sharing our story and it really pulled back the curtain on what is truly possible. And I hope that that message conveys that, you know, when you put your mind to something, you can achieve it. So focus on, for, again, focus, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but focus on what you can do rather than what you can't do.
0: No, I, I think that's important. I I don't think it sounds like a broken record at all because it's something that as simple as it seems to, to you because you understand it, I think a lot of people, you know, they skip over that and it's important for them to hear that. Yes. That is awesome. If you have, um, you know, a message for for people who are going through this quarantine and and tough times, um, what what would it be, you know, something short and and sweet to keep them inspired?
2: Keep your head up and know that you are a gift to the people that you interact with on a daily basis and just smile. And that goes a long way. So enjoy life and live it to your best and hold your head up and and give the world a smile
0: and show them who you are. Awesome. No, I I love that. Um, I I know that, that your brother shared that the experience of going through the struggle and going through all that uh, that training and the hard times—that's what prepares you and builds your tough mindset for when you go through those hard times again, and you can push through. Is there any specific time that you can recall that was like the toughest?
2: Um. Oh man, there's so many. There's so many times. Like even sometimes getting up in the morning is is tough. Um, I wish I could do it by myself. Um, but then I then I take a step back and I'm like, Wow, look at what I created. So when you remove yourself then you can think about all the possibilities and they make you they make you a better person and they help you to realize uh the gifts that you have. Um, so that's what I try to focus on.
0: I, that's awesome. No, oh, re- inspiring for all of us, whether we're athletes or not, you know, just with daily things that, that go on in our lives, it's important to focus on these types of things and these messages and stay positive. And like you say, keep our head up.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, I, I love how you guys both share your story. And I know you guys do speaking events. How can people reach out to you for whether it's your book, speaking events, or um, your foundation?
2: Yeah, so you can go to our website, kylepfoundation.org, and um, that way, um, if you go to the bottom of the page, um, there's a contact us point that you can volunteer to to be um, a volunteer at any of our events. You can buy a book at the uh, website store, and you can follow us on all, all of our Social media t- channel, so I always joke that we're a lot cooler online than we are in person. Um, <laughs> so yeah, check us out.
0: <laughs> awesome! Yeah, everybody should definitely go check that out. Um, I Kyle Peace Foundation dot was it dot com or dot org. Dot org. Perfect. All right. Awesome. Okay, so I always end on this one question I asked your brother, and yep. I, I'll be interested to see if if you answer the same or different. But if you could describe your legacy in one word, what would that word be?
2: Uh, um I think, um, yeah, persevering.
0: I like that. I think that definitely suits you. And then your brother said community. And I think that also suits both of you because You've built this community, not only, it seems, with your family, but this extended family with your foundation.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's awesome. Is there any last things that you want to leave the viewers or the listeners uh, with before we sign off?
2: Yeah, I'll just leave you with uh, one quote, um, and uh, it, it would be, the cards that we are dealt are not ideal, but we have to play like a winner every day. Um, So, uh, I think that speaks for itself, but go out there and be the best person that you could be and um, inspire somebody and uh, show them your gifts and show them what is possible.
0: Awesome. I I really love that. And thank you so much for for taking the time to speak and, and do this interview.
2: Absolutely. Natalie, thank you so much for sharing.
0: Thank you. So anyone who's tuning in, by the way, we had uh, Kyle, which is, he's here right now, and Brent earlier in the first 30 minutes, uh, interviewing them about their racing experience. They do triathlons, marathons, races, Ironmans together, and we're going to put this up. It'll save to my IGTV for people to view forever, and um, we'll put it up on my podcast next Friday, and I just saw Brent comment here. Thanks, Brent, uh, and thanks, Kyle. Thank you. All right. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day and and thanks again. And thanks everyone for tuning in. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend, share it on social media, tag me at Natalie Allport and check out my website, www.natalieallport.com. Thank you for tuning in.